Welcome back, baddies. Episode 34, Constructing a Fantasy Team and Deconstructing Your Faith. This is going to be a hot one, loop, And you want to know why it's going to be so hot? Why is that? Not just because of what we're going to be talking about, but because once again, mm. Micah is not here. He gone. How excited are you to be filling in for him and, and, and considering the possibility that what if he never comes back? You know, it, I kind of feel like a young Tom Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe. I feel like a like a Juju Smith Schuster taking over for AB, and AB is a crazy person now. So, so in this analogy, Micah is is both old, broken down, and crazy. Correct. Wonderful. I'm I'm fully <laughs> invested in this. All right. So Micah will hopefully return um, to the country and to the podcast. We have missed him greatly. Mm. I'm hoping that he's actually got some hot coals <laughs> from listening, and he's going to come in just firing. Just, so you just will definitely man. want to listen to this. You'll want to listen to episode 33. If you missed Sean Green Woo! and Shoe Game, mm. it's an incredible podcast, one of my personal favorites. Priority One Athletics. Yes, we did not pump it on the podcast. Yes. Priority One Athletics. Sean, we apologize for not shouting you out we're shouting you out now priority one athletics Boom. if you want to develop your game that's the place to see go sean. see our boy sean green all right loop i told you i'm coming in hot today do you want to start with the deconstructing faith or with the constructing fantasy i let you choose let's give the people the deconstructing faith first because i, I feel you're excited about it um, um. we normally come right out of the gate with sports let's put that on the back burner and let's just get into all this juicy Christian drama. All right, so here's the deal, everybody. <laughs> if you've not been paying attention, maybe this is not something you care about, you're not interested in, there is a front and center phenomena unfolding before us. And it took the name and the face of two gentlemen, two Christians, uh, one Joshua Harris, who is lesser known to the younger crowd. Um, But if you're my age, if you're 30s, 40s, um, you're going to remember that name from I Kissed Dating Goodbye and uh, Boy Meets Girl Say Hello to Courtship. Um, Basically, if you remember or have heard anything about True Love Waits or kind of the Christian movement of celibacy in teenagers, this guy was like the Martin Luther of that situation in the 90s going into the early 2000s. He recently came out just in the last month or so um, on his Instagram. And essentially, without, because I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but essentially um, what he has said is the the he he announced on Instagram um, he he was divorcing his wife. And he was thanking people for support. Um, in his announcement, one of the things he said was, this is a quote from his Instagram, the information that was left out of our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is, quote, deconstruction. Mm-hmm. The biblical phrase is, quote, falling away. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Many people tell me that there is a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, but I'm not there now. Mm. Next, if you fast forward a little bit, not long after that, uh, Marty Sampson from Hillsong, uh, worship leader, songwriter, um, 
posted on his Instagram because this is apparently the forum where this has happened. This is the new media is on your personal social media account. Um, He basically, this is, again, a quote from his Instagram. Quote, time for some real talk. I'm genuinely losing my faith, and it doesn't bother me. Like, what bothers me now is nothing. I am so happy now, so at peace with the world. It's crazy. Some of the highlights, um, not to just pick up, pick parts here, um, but it's basically, uh, he says, this is a soapbox moment, so here I go. This is, again, Marty Sampson's Instagram. How many preachers fall? Many. No one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Not many. No one talks about it. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God be loved yet send four billion people to a place all because they don't believe? No one talks about it. Christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet. They can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. I'm not in anymore. I want genuine truth, not just the, quote, I just believe it kind of truth. Science keeps piercing the truth of every religion. Lots of things help people change their lives, not just one version of God. Got so much more to say, but for me, I'm keeping it real. Unfollow if you want. I've never been about living my life for others. So, and then he goes on to, this is kind of the death nail. Uh, All I know is what's, and this is very important. All I know is what's true to me right now. Mm-hmm. And Christianity just seems like another religion at this point. So, mm. both of those things come out. Now, one of the phrases that was dropped in there was deconstruction. If you don't know what this is, this is a not a new movement. It it Things have a way of coming back and circling back around. Basically, what deconstruction and deconstructing faith is, it's the Enlightenment again. Um, and so the Enlightenment... Um, if you're not aware of, of that in your history books, um, it gave birth to a lot of revolutions in uh, culture and history, the Industrial Revolution to be one, the Sexual Revolution in the 60s and 70s to be another, and now in the Post-Truth Revolution um, where we have slogans like fake news. So essentially what deconstruction is um, when it comes to uh, it, it playing out is that humanity that you and I, Chris, mm-hmm. define reality. This is a very Western concept, um, and uh, uh, by a philosopher, uh, René Descartes, it's French, so I'm not saying that right, um, but you've heard this probably in your life, I think, therefore, I am. Yeah. Um, and so we define truth. Truth actually has a genesis inside of us. Um, so here's where that, where, where that visits itself on us culturally and as Christians. One, uh, the Enlightenment, deconstruction, um, kind of makes individualism sacred. Um, so your individuality is paramount to your identity. Um, and yeah. so that's something that's very... The downside with individualism, um, it makes identifying with a community optional, um, and this creates all kinds of problems, especially for Christians, but for non-Christians too. We, we are made to live in community. Uh, another earmark of... of uh, when you have deconstruction is consumerism. Um, this one's obviously very apparent, especially in American culture. Um, and if you look at the church, you'll see church programs. Um, this is where, hey, we've got this ministry. Hey, we've got this ministry. Hey, right. we've got this ministry. How about this ministry? Have you tried the bacon ministry? Mm-hmm. You ever been to a bacon? Connections. Yes. You're just, what it is, is it's a menu to order off yeah. of. The right. church becomes uh, Amazon. 
mm-hmm. and let's find the part of the church that works for you. Downside with that is uh, when the church or that faith community that you're a part of doesn't live up to your ideal. Right. Or the way you wanted to see it go. Then you leave. The decision's made. Yeah, then you leave. Um, and so then the last one is, and this one is actually the scariest one of them all, and we're starting to see it play out, which is fundamentalism. Um, and how what this is, is if you just look in the news, um, these are the kinds of things that cause mass shootings. These are the kinds of things that cause racism, um, sexism, xenophobia, um, because what happens is, uh, and unfortunately the church is not different from this, the church will isolate itself from society, build its walls tall, um, fortify them, and basically it will become about purity, it will become about legalism, and it will become about, and you've probably heard this before, making Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. He is not the Savior of all of creation and all of humanity. Um, he is. He has not come to redeem and restore everyone, just those of us right. here. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's going on. Um, and so if you listen to if you listen to the words of Marty and of Joshua, what you hear is um, again, this is this is Marty Sampson. This is his. All I know is what's true to me right now. Right. I'm, this is this is textbook. This is textbook. And I you, haven't lived my life for others. Yes. Ever. Or I've never been a part of that. Yes. Well, it's not even just that. It's so. again, this truth is yeah. defined by me. Mm-hmm. Um, I define truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the that is the 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 lens that is being that the world is now viewed by everyone. If especially yeah. uh, in, if you're under the age of thirty to thirty five, this is the only the post truth world is the only world you're ever really going to remember. Um, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. it was moral relativism. It was truth was relative. So what that means was there was still truth, but it was flexible. Um, but there was still a singular truth. Um, it just it, it was very bendy, like a straw. Um, now truth has become multiple straws, multiple streams to go to marvel multiple realities, <laughs> simultaneously yeah. existing at the same time. Um, and so the, the problem is, is how do those things interact with each other? Um, and so uh, what, this is, what this is based off of, if, if we look at it in our culture right now, um, it's an idea called expressive individualism. I highly recommend, if you care about um, having a Christian worldview at all, that you look up a, an author, a writer by the name of Trevin Wax. Um, he's got some stuff on the Gospel Coalition. Um, he's developing books. Um, he does an incredible job of defining what it is, um, but he, he basically starts with slogans that you've probably heard. Uh, and, and now you can look for um, out in the world. Um, slogans like, you be you, be mm-hmm. true to yourself, follow your heart, find yourself. These are all things that are yeah. you hear all the time. That's expressive. The time. Yeah, that's expressive individualism. So individualism is a calm and considered feeling which disposes each citizen to isolate himself from the mass of his fellows and withdraw to the circle of family and friends with this little society formed to his taste, he gladly leaves the greater society to look after itself. Mm. We are leaving everyone else behind when we choose truth that is only applicable and only relevant and only true to ourselves. Um, now, the alternative is for us to acknowledge that we are not God, um, yeah. that our realness is not 
uh, righteousness. Um, and that's a that's a, a real problem. We've replaced actual righteousness with authenticity. So we say, well, authenticity is the mark of a life well lived. Mm-hmm. If you're real, if you're true to you, if you're you, then that's better than the that is the best version of you. Mm. And not no, the best version of you is someone who, uh, and not to just pick out a couple of things, you know is generous, is loving, is sacrificial, is... Jesus. The yeah, life he yeah for Christians, yeah. Jesus. Correct. Is this, but if you're not a, if you're even not a Christ follower, um, mm-hmm. that you recognize right. that you have a... Those you, qualities. Yeah, you have yeah. a part to play in a greater order of humanity, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, if you're not a believer, that's really hard to do mm-hmm. um, because to be sacrificial, right. to be giving yourself away and all the time... The why, there's no... There's no true why. Yes, it can. It 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 will be very. I can be greedy and you know yeah, without a faith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's hard. It's harder <clears throat> to be generous, right? Um, without without some sort of moral compass or some kind of faith yeah. What's compass mine guiding. Is mine and, yeah, that that's because that's what comes naturally yeah. to us. So I say all that to say this. So this is going on. Um, and it, and John Cooper from skillet, um, if you don't know them, kind of a famous, kind of a famous Christian band, um, really like the last famous yeah. Christian band, I would say. Yeah. Um, uh, Phil Bledsoe, one of our, yeah, Phil Bledsoe, good friend of ours. Yeah. 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 Good friends with John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phil, I'm going to send you this and if we can Phil, get John Cooper, we'd love to have John Cooper. Heck yeah. Cause you know, bring him on. Why not? Jen Ledger, the whole crew. Yeah. Everybody. Bring him on. Let's get him on. So now there's sniping going back and forth between John Cooper and Marty Sampson. And uh, it starts to, uh, the response from, so John Cooper essentially writes a thing that says, what's going on? Why are we doing this? Why would you use your influence to sway people in the same way that you swayed them to be celibate and to not have sex or to worship Jesus with music and song? Why would you use that same influence and yank all the people who listen and follow you a different direction? Isn't that kind of selfish? Um, which is, you know, that's the thing with expressive individualism. If you call that out, if you name that, uh, hey, you think truth begins and ends with you, um, people tend to respond poorly to that. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to, uh, so Marty, of course, had his response. Um, I'm not going to read it. You can, if you want and care about that stuff. But at the end of the day, Chris, here's the deal. Because this is what's overwhelming me right now. Personal responsibility and accountability, not just for our faiths, but for how we behave as human beings is at an all-time low, and it bums me out. Mm-hmm. It bums me out that, uh, w- that, w- that we are so quick as a people to blame institutions um, when institutions are composed of people, which we know. Yeah. And instead of saying, you know what, that person made some poor choices, but, you know, I've put myself in a situation where I've made some poor choices before, mm-hmm. so I'm going to extend them some grace. We're, we're unwilling to do that. But the other side of it is we take no accountability and responsibility for our own actions. Um, and even talking about this, if I got into specifics, would be considered extremely not politically correct. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to name. I actually right. thought, should I name some specific examples? But it would just inflame the point. And the point is this. Whenever there is an institution that you feel like is responsible for something that's going on or has wronged a great many people, the first question I would have you ask is, 
and look to yourself. If you feel you've been personally wronged by some institution, be it the church, Mm -hmm. be it the American government, be it, uh, I don't know, Kroger, for crying out loud, Amazon, um, I would ask you do I, to ask yourself, is there anything that I'm responsible for in how this played out poorly? Yeah. Do I have any responsibility? Well, no, no, and we can't just say, I was wrong. I was wrong. Right. And, and it's funny, you actually are more liked. You know, people actually like the guy that's like, man... <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I totally missed that. I really blew that. Sorry. I really blew it. Sorry, man. They're like, man, I like that guy. Well, that's But it's the- like, if you're the know-it-all guy, nobody likes you. Yes. You know? and, and we're living in a selfish society that just can't say that. The, the institution can't say that either, unfortunately. It feels like, too. <laughs> the lawyers won't let them. <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> probably the difference. I understand. <laughs> Marty and Joshua don't have lawyers yeah. that advise them not to do this. Right. Or, or it didn't advise them on how to write their statements. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would, so for me, it's just frustrating because we, because we don't take personal responsibility and accountability yeah. for anything. And it's just so much easier to blame mm-hmm. this nebulous hidden structure, you know, right. the Illuminati. Are, it's, it's really like a conspiracy theorist, but like for normal people. Yeah. It's, you know, so we're not blaming the Illuminati, but it's, it's, it's so weird. It's so and so's fault. It's yeah. not that. No, you know what? We, we as a, a community, uh, ostracized and isolated people, and or the person who did something horrible, mm-hmm. is responsible for that. It's easier for us to say. You know what it is. This is what I. This is what I think it is. And I'll use an example. So we have two mass shootings in the United States. It's so much easier for us to blame an institution to blame the American government, to blame the NRA, um, because if we can change, if we can as a people affect change in those people, we have control again. Yeah. What's the terrifying truth is, is that if someone wants to do something horrible in so many ways, there's nothing any of us can do about it. Yeah. Now, to the degree and magnitude, we can perhaps control. So I'm not getting into the gun control debate, whether you should have guns or whether they should have this magazine or be able to shoot that. Forget that part. That that guy, if he wanted to kill somebody, would have found a rock and yeah. conked him over the head, and there's nothing we can do about it. Like, he's broken inside. Right. And and here's the thing with sin. Here's the things with what goes wrong. Our sin affects other people. We don't like to acknowledge that. We don't, you know, if I sin, well, it only hurts me. And, and, you know, I can contain it. It doesn't actually spread. But a lot of the time, if we look at our sin, it actually affects someone else. Yeah. And that's that part about that individualism where we isolate ourselves and we start to think that our, our actions and our thoughts and the things we believe don't affect anybody else. That's good. And that's the flaw. Yeah. yeah. And Marty, and that's the thing that John Cooper's calling out in, you know, specifically in Marty Sampson in this mm-hmm. case, but Joshua Harris too, and is saying, don't you guys understand that, you know, you have influence what you have you not learned your lesson especially joshua harris who's incredibly apologetic about his book now and feels like his book has ruined many people's lives not to not because they've told him that they've told him you ruined my life sex is not fun for me anymore um i when i had premarital sex because i had read your book before i did it i was filled with shame and guilt and just completely overrun and it's your fault and it's and there's like wow well but you had the sex right. though, right? Yeah. Did you Josh? Should, you still made the decision. Yeah, too. and so that's not yeah. to say 
you know, first of all, you shouldn't feel shame and guilt. If you're a Christ follower, that's there's right. there's no sin um, that's greater than than God's that's love, right. grace, and forgiveness. But you still had you had the sex. <laughs> and speaking as someone who was a teenager and wanted yeah. to have sex, I I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get it. I'm, I'm that, that point's not lost on me. Um, and as someone who has two sons and is thinking about that already, you know, one of them's seven, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not ready for that. But it's there's a personal accountability. Yeah, I can't make my sons be celibate. And we're already training ourselves, sadly, too, in this. And I, I don't want to be the guy that's like just crushing like technology and stuff because it's great. But we're training ourselves individualism daily because we're in our minds constantly. Um, we're, we're looking at our phones, reading articles. It's our thoughts that's spinning around. We're not we're not having this, you know. You, oh, you, dialogue. Our exchange daily. Yeah. To be honest, so we are with ourselves, and so I believe that that truth can be skewed, you know, because we're just in our head. Yeah, well, and that's probably why twenty four seven. You're right. That's probably why it's so easy to form your own truth because yeah. you don't have anybody kicking back against it. I was just having a conversation with a guy last night, um, you know, and he was just like, "Man, like, we were talking about the Mind Monster series, and yeah, how much it affected him, and in a good way." He's like, you know, just I just started realizing just how much, how many times I was just to myself, you know, mm. and so um, I think that goes hand in hand with this, yeah, this idea. Well, and so that's the thing for for anybody who's listening, whether again you're you consider yourself someone who follows Jesus or not, to recognize that we live in a culture where truth is where it's being posited that truth mm-hmm. comes from within you, that you can create truth. And the only thing I would say to that is I, I recommend very, be very cautious of that. In fact, one of my favorite uh, writers mm-hmm. of all time, uh, a man who lived long ago by the name of Jeremiah, um, wrote that the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. Mm-hmm. Who can know it? Who can understand it? The heart that beats inside of each of our chests I'm not going to go as far to say as depraved, although I yep. do think it is. But, man, our heart wants weird things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Our heart asks for things that, after we've thought about it sometimes, we realize, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. But, boy, I really wanted that hard. It's the reason why people are under crushing debt because yeah. they listen to their heart. It's the reason why people have changed their majors in college 14 times. Addiction. Addiction, because they were following mm-hmm. their heart. It's the reason why marriages have ended, mm-hmm. because their heart said, you know, no, she's the one, right. not not the one you married. And it ruins marriages and families, and our heart wants things sometimes that if we spent any amount of measured thought, again, this is I'm not talking about a Christian. I'm not talking about you prayed about it. I'm talking about just a rational human being. You sat down and put on a whiteboard, pros and cons, right. you would realize, um, Hart, what are you doing right now? This is going to just eat me up alive later down the road. And your heart just looks at you like, oh, well, Do you the think heart that wants what just, it wants. Just good in nature? What, unpack that for me. So, Or is that all from, you know, uh, the faith, essentially? Like, it, you know... Could one be good without? Oh, without their faith? Faith, God, I think, light. 
I think good deeds are are absolutely possible without yeah. God. I still think He's the originator he's the, of he's good. The origin, right? yeah. yeah, and I so. think I I think because here's the deal: I think someone can do good for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean, I think I can selfishly serve you, and serving you is a good thing. But I, I can do it selfishly. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and that's you know we're he's the source of good. So. Yeah, he's the only source of true. How I would define it is he's the only source of true and lasting good. So to me, that says he can still use us. You know what I'm saying? And does. Right. Constantly. Um, especially if you're a Christ follower. I mean, this is why the Holy Spirit's so important. Um, because being filled with the Holy Spirit every single minute of every single day is essential. Yeah. Um, because without him, um, good is suspect even the good that we perform is suspect because it's we can't trust our own hearts most of the time mm. again i'm qualifying I, I i think biblically speaking it it would not be out of bounds to say we can't trust our heart any of the time but i'm i'm even allowing yeah. for some wiggle room here i don't think it makes right. me a heretic i'm just right saying, no i get you m- most of the time i think we would all agree our hearts are very suspect their motive its motive is very suspect and, so, and we can't rely on it. That how can that how can the originator of truth be something that we don't trust? That we know we shouldn't trust. We know. So breaking that down, then knowing what a Marty Sampson, what uh, Josh Joshua Harris, Harris, yeah, knowing those things, how do you make that decision? Then how do you just say, you know what, peace? So it's it's pretty baffling. I mean, it's been it's, it really is deconstruction. It's over time. It's yeah a slow fade. Uh, for you know? for me, you look at these are these are human beings first of all. So I cast no stones at Correct. Joshua Harris. Yeah, I cast no stones at Marty Sampson. Um, they are they are saying what they believe to be true of themselves in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is not mm-hmm. in that precise moment. Yeah, right I'm not now. going to praise them yeah. just for being real cuz mm-hmm. that's silly. Uh, you know, I'm hungry. <laughs> Give me applause, Looper. I just was real with you. I'm hungry. That's a truth. That's this meaningful. Well, it's meaningful to me cuz my stomach's empty, but it's not like some revelation. Yeah. Um and so and I'm not going to try to make it one. Um and so for the two of them the thing I would say is Joshua Harris is clearly wounded. The guy just his marriage is came apart. Yeah. So here's what I know of people who have gone through trauma, speaking as someone who's been through trauma, not recently, but in the recent past. Totally. You do things when you're hurt and you're wounded oh, yeah. that are just knee-jerk reactions. So I would say, you know what? Joshua, take all the time you need right now because your life's you know, doing what it's doing, and there's a you're going to have to have a whole new reality. I don't know if they have kids, but I'm. It sounds like he does based off his Instagram. So there's a whole component he's got to figure out what that's going to be and how that's going to how he can still be a good father to his kids and and how that's going to play out. And uh, for Marty Sampson, you know, this was his identity. Mm. Um, and so I would say that as he started to question more and more, uh, what I what I hate is that the it, it, it appears like in both cases the church failed to. Uh, to re- to connect with them and where they were they were going, um, I it wouldn't surprise me if they were isolated for some amount of time before they came to this, these conclusions. Like whether they did it intentionally, mm-hmm. they intentionally cut themselves off 
from friends and family of faith who cared about them, sincerely cared about them, not just about their books or about, you know, cared about them for them, not because of their Christian persona. Um, but my guess would be they both were pretty isolated in the months yeah. leading up to this. And what it did is, is exactly what you said. When you're left alone to your thoughts, man, the stuff you we can the stuff mm-hmm. we can justify, mm-hmm. the stuff we can we can move into place and be like, no, man, I think this is this has always been true. And oh, it's that like feels good. that's registering now. That's that feels like the right. Yeah. 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 And you're mm-hmm. you you start to believe you start hit, hitting wrong. Yeah, you, you know, start to believe it. Firing off cylinders. Yeah, you start to believe the yeah. things that your your heart is saying, you know what? What if this is true? And you're like, you know what? That is true. That, that's yeah. that's always been true. And it's like, well, that's been true to you since you're you got divorced. Yeah. Why don't we why don't we see if that still feels true? And that's also the other part, it feels true. Which I don't see a lot of that language. I don't see a lot of, you know what? It just feels like. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Feels like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of absolute resolute it is. It is. Wow. The Bible is filled with contradictions. Many pastors fall. Many? According to like what, what stat, what research, pastors do fall. I mean, that happens. Catholic Church is obviously a nightmare. But, I mean, how many Catholic priests are there in the world? Yeah. Versus how many have commi- committed sex acts? And, and 1% is too high, to be clear. But, you know, we're still talking about human beings. So mm-hmm. there's no such thing as... Who, what, what, what people are we going to put in the priesthood and in and then pastorhood that isn't going to be a human being with a human heart inside. So failure is going to happen. That's the mark of humanity. We fall. Yep. We've done it mm-hmm. since we've done it since the garden. Yep. We're going to keep doing it. Die daily. Uh, yeah. And so um, for, for the two of them, you know, I don't know them, so I can't, but my personal belief, I've anytime I've met somebody who has gone apostate or has quote fallen away, um, I don't tend to believe that they lost, quote, lost their salvation. Um, typically for me, it's one or two things. They're either going through a really tough season where they don't believe or uh, they never believed. And what they did was simply um, yeah. going, kind of going through In the motions. Power, they, found yeah. it, they, found, they found something that resonated with their personal identity, that expressive individualism, the church, mm-hmm. resonated with them. And mm-hmm. so they, they hitched their, their train to that, that Per, that identity train to that wagon, yeah. and they rode it um, because that was me. Um, I went to church every day mm-hmm. when I was a kid till I was eighteen. Um, I w- I played music um, yeah. every weekend, mm-hmm. uh, every service for our students and for our adults. Um, I said and did all the right things. I went and shared my faith, um, and I realized when I was seventeen, eighteen years old, I had no faith. Wow! Um, and I just did it because. It was it was the only thing I had. Yeah. That was my identity. It was in front of you. Yeah. So I just went through the motions of it, but I realized, no, this was none of this is real, yeah. um, and I knew that. And so I think in Joshua Harris and in Marty Sampson's life, they know they know whether they have ever been a believer or not. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what they're trying to say is I've never been one. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds wow. from when I was looking for Marty, it, it sounds like he never was, just in looking at his words. Joshua Harris, it seems like he's going through a season. Um, and again, I mean, you divorce your wife, I can't imagine. No. I don't know what that'd do to my life. It'd be ugly. I'd say and do all kinds of weird things. So um, so just be careful, everybody that's out there. Um, expressive individualism permeates 
every message you see every day, it's on every TV show, it's in every movie, it's in everything you read, it's in everything you listen to. There's probably some expressive individualism coming through this microphone to you from me. <laughs> because I am not, you yeah. know, this is like a radiation. I'm not Superman or, you know, it, it the radiation gets on me too. It affects me too. It affects how mm -hmm. I think. It affects what I say and what I do. Um, so my thing is not to say, oh, I've figured this out, guys. You guys are good. Uh, you know, be like me. Be yeah. righteous and holy like me. Now, I'm just saying be aware that it's there and just recognize it when you when you hear it. When people say those things, uh, you know, those things that I was saying, whatever those. When people when you hear people say, you be you, be true to yourself, follow your heart, find yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, the if you're a Christ follower, like... You literally, right. you literally need to be like, okay, <laughs> they said the, okay. if you talk about, talk about trigger, trigger warnings, <laughs> those should be, those should be trigger warnings for you. You should be like, uh oh, we're an expressive individualism <laughs> world. I need to be very careful where we are right now. Um, cause there's a, there's only one source of truth. This is my belief. That's right. We'll, we'll skip to where I am. And I mean, obviously you, you resonate with this too, but yeah. there's only one originator That's of truth. Right. Um, and every day I try to get to know him better. So yeah. that the stuff that I believe, it's paramount. yeah. So that the stuff that I it. believe is Him, right? So that's not easy. No, but <laughs> maybe, just maybe, by the time I'm dead, we'll have figured this out. Seasons, it yeah. can be. You know, sometimes it's, you know, so the fire's there. Sometimes it's it's a sacrificial, uh, you know, sacrifice of praise right now. You know, what I'm saying like, hey. Yeah, I'm gonna grind for a little bit. Well, I'm in, a, I'm in a tough spot, but I think that that's the beauty of it too. Yeah, you know? Western culture teaches <clears throat> us three. Th we look for truth in three places. Um, we look within ourselves. We look to affirm it. So we look. We look in. We look out. Yeah. And then if we've got some time left over, we look up. Um, so that's kind of what we're taught. So we look in, in ourselves for truth first. Then we look to our friends and our community to affirm that truth. Right. Like we'll go on Instagram and make a post. For instance, get them likes, get them thumbs oh, yeah. up, yeah. get that affirmation. You be you, be true to yourself. That's real. Hundred. I mean, literally, we've got an emoji that's like one hundred. Mm -hmm. Keeping it one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. Keeping it one hundred. One hundred. That's the new mark of righteousness. If you keep it one hundred. <laughs> um, but then we're left with the last one, and the last one is you know I'm gonna look up. Mm. What else is is there a higher intelligence? Is there a higher order, a higher thinking? Um, and that, if as you know, for a lot of people, is really tough because the thing about looking up is that means someone's over you, which right. means you don't have authority. That doesn't resonate well. I'm in control. I'm the master of my fate. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why expressive individualism is just sinister because it makes it already makes God uh, an adversary to our identity. God is trying to interrupt who I was made to be. Mm -hmm. The creator is getting in the way of the created. Right. Which is just a weird sentence <laughs> to say out loud. So I want to give you some truth here real quick because Mike is not here. So I want to, we talk about yeah. truth. There's another truth that's permeating right now. And I, I want to put it to bed. So I'm going to say some things that are truth. These are facts. 
These are not my truths. These have not originated within me. Facts, facts. Sean Green. Yes. Last facts, week. facts. Facts. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to say a name. Do you know the name I'm about to say? Uh, no. His name's LeBron James. <laughs> and as we, we prepare in the next couple of months, I know it's football season, and we're going to talk fantasy. We're going we're gonna to construct your fantasy team in five minutes. You'll be able to set your clock. Five minutes, Luke five and minutes. I are going to construct your entire fantasy team. But before we do that... We'll construct it. We, don't, we can't promise any... Uh, we, can't, we, can't, we won't stand by the results. We won't stand by the results. Results may vary. Don't put money on... Wa- anyway. <laughs> I just want to say some facts. <laughs> About LeBron James, real quick, because sure. his former GM's taking shots at him, other players are taking shots yes. at him. Just want to say one thing. First of all, the NBA rookies voted on their favorite player coming into the league this year. Did you see this report? No. So they gave all the NBA rookies ability to vote. Who's your favorite gotcha. NBA player? Yep. Do you know who finished first? I'm gonna say LeBron Le- James. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James finished first. He finished with almost 30 votes. Second place was Kevin Durant with like the low teens to 10 yeah. range. You know who did not receive a vote? Steph Curry. He didn't receive one vote. That's facts. This is not originating in my heart. Do what you want with facts. Do what you want with truth. I'm going to give you some more truth. Did you know that LeBron James has the fourth most points of any NBA player? Fourth. It's a fact. Did you know that LeBron James is 10th in assists of any NBA NBA player in the history of basketball? Did you know that he's 17th in steals? Did you know that he's 4th in points per game, 5th in field goals made, 8th in free throws made? He's 15th in three-pointers, 19th, I apologize, 19th in three-pointers made. Wow. Those are all lower numbers, if you notice. They're all numbers under 20. Do you know what place he is in games played? First. 46th. 46th. <laughs> that Sorry. means that 45 guys That's true. Okay. have played like, more games than him. I thought, I thought we were saying... Yes, he's high in everything, right. except one oh, number. Sorry, one number was glaring to me that was really high. And I was like, what's he 46 then? Oh, games played. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Which means he's doing right. it better. In less time. Faster than, yeah. than anyone else. In minutes played, he's 11th. Sir, I thought you were meaning when you said games played. Like he, like he plays has played the most games. Plus, right. Every well, year, which though, would be, which would be he plays. Which would be impressive in the playoffs. So I just gave you his season stats. Would you like to hear his career playoff stats? He's first in NBA playoff points. Wow. Of anyone who's ever played the game of basketball, he's fourth in points per game. So if you're like, he's just he's just played in more games. So it's not that he's efficient at scoring. Right. He's, still he's still fourth. In field goals made, no one's made more playoff field goals than LeBron James. No one has made more free throws in the playoffs than LeBron James. No one has made more three-pointers in the NBA playoffs than LeBron James. No one has more steals in the NBA playoffs than LeBron James. No one has played more minutes in the NBA playoffs than LeBron James. No one. Wow. 
Only three players have played in more playoff games than LeBron James ever. He's sixth ever in rebounds. He's third ever in assists. That's his playoffs. These are truths. These are not to be disputed. I'm not saying anything about any. I'm, I'm just reporting the news. This is not fake news. This is true news. You can go look for it up yourself. He is a three-time NBA champion. He's a three-time NBA Finals most valuable player. He's a four-time NBA most valuable player. He has been an NBA All-Star 15 times. 15 times. He has been an NBA All-Star MVP three times, including 2006, 2008, and 10 years later in 2018. He has NBA All-Star MVP separated by a decade. That's insane. He is a 15-time All-NBA selection. And if you're like, well, that's not impressive. I know lots of guys that have been... 12 of the 15 times are first team. 12. A, in a span separated by 12 years. So if you're thinking, wait a minute, does that mean he essentially made the first team 12 years in a in row? The toughest position, right? A loaded position. Yep, in the three. He is a six-time NBA all-defensive selection, including five first team all defense. He is also a rookie of the year. I'm going to leave those facts exactly where they lay. Which brings us to some of this or that questions this or that. of LeBron James. Oh, this or that of LeBron James? LeBron James. Okay, what's the segue? Okay, here we go. What's what's the this or that on LeBron James? I'm Kobe curious. Bryant, LeBron James. LeBron James. Cream, LeBron James. LeBron James. Hmm. Should we should we just ask it? You can ask it. This will be this I think those first should two we? I think those first two are facts. That's facts. I would those agree are facts. With that. Now we would you gonna, put anybody else Magic LeBron James. Okay. I, you can break the glass. We're we're moving into a territory that everybody Space already knows. Space Jam 1, Space Jam 2. I haven't seen Space Jam 2. <laughs> I can't definitively say. <laughs> I suspect I'm gonna go with Space Jam one on I that one. I suspect probably. that LeBron James is a better actor than Michael Jordan. <laughs> I suspect. Yeah, he's um, a producer. But I'll need to. I'll need to see. I'll actually yeah. need to prove that. But I. I suspect he's a Will better actor. Will his arm stretch out across the basketball court? I think. He, I think his should be his arm stretches out that far mm. to pin one of the monsters' balls against the glass, <laughs> a la a, a, a recall to ha- him winning oh, the I greatest can. NBA Finals. The greatest, one of the greatest NBA Finals plays in history. I would like to see Bugs Bunny throw the Dwayne Wade lob. Oh, and just yam. Just behind the back, you know, and he's he's doing the, the runoff with his hands down, and LeBron's just, just And the goal explodes. Right on the stars. I think yes. this game should be on the moon, and when LeBron James hits that dunk, the moon explodes. And that's that's the, the movie, movie that's ends it. with, like the Death Star, like it just <laughs> explodes. You see the maybe it's like on an asteroid or something. And that's it. And, and then that's it. The movie literally ends. Long. It's like LeBron James is like uh, Iron Man, <laughs> Tony Stark. Like the ne- Space Jam three starts with him floating in space. He's like, I thought I'd be able to get back, but 
Come on. <laughs> this is a good... You'd watch that movie. You're like, I'm okay. I'll see Space Jam 3. Yeah, I'll, I'll see I want to know what <laughs> sure. happens to LeBron. <laughs> I'm there. The, we left with the Take moon exploding. <laughs> we don't know what happened. Did LeBron James live? Bronny, Bronny has Bronny. to go looking for him. Mm. <laughs> his, his father's been gone now for a couple mm. of years, and Bronny's like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> yeah. NASA. Now I've got to go fend the... My expressive individualism says that my truth is that my father's alive <laughs> and somewhere in space, and I'm going to go get him and rescue him and bring him home. And he brings LeBron James back. Strive for greatness. LeBron James, James joins Bronny on whatever team he's on, and they finish and they win an NBA Finals together. Wow. And that's the, that, that movie releases the season before LeBron and Bronny play on the same team. The marketing rights itself. Chris Looper, why shouldn't Mav Carter call me right now? To give me one reason why Mav hasn't dialed up my cell phone and said, Drew, there's no reason. Get to Hollywood. There's no reason. You're our consultant. You're going to make this happen for it. <laughs> Write the script. Help us, Drew. Wow. Facts. Hot All right, take. fantasy. Let's go. To, let's go to fantasy. We've talked faith. We've talked facts. Facts. Those now let's go, let's go facts. to fantasy opinions. Construction. This is strictly. So I we do. We need to give the disclaimer. This yeah. is not hey, authoritative. We're not. We don't hold any responsibility for your... But let's give our credentials. Chris, how many okay. how many fantasy football championships have you won? I'm a I'm a two-time champ. Okay. One-time champ in the FP League. Okay. I have <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the guy that's like third place most like years every freaking year. Yeah. Yeah. That actually that's if, me. if you finish in the top 2 or 3 every year, it means that you're a great fantasy football manager yeah. and it's just it's not come together. Last year I drafted Bell. Thank you for that. He, uh, he, yeah, we all know what happened there. I drafted second, got <clears throat> Todd Gurley, so I thought that I'd actually gotten the the better end. But all that it meant was my disappointment was coming later. <laughs> coming later. Oh, came... degenerative arthritis in the knee. Oh, well, my ultimate disappointment. You came went again, about, fantasy about week four. Actually, week one when James Conner just went off, just exploded. Um, and then Noah Marshall let me know about that. But all right. Um, but Pat Mahomes saved the day uh, for the He did. He, he, I, I am I am a six-time fantasy champion, mm-hmm. um, wow. including last year I won, and Pat Pat Mahomes, yep. I think I got him in the sixth or seventh round last year. He was a what we would call a difference maker in yeah. a fantasy league, uh, being the highest-rated quarterback. So perfect segue yep. into, into this or that. Chris, you're going to throw to me. An either or. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to tell you why, and then I'm going to come right back at you. Um, Chris is going to be doing quarterbacks, and he'll go to wide receivers. I'm going to do running backs and tight ends, and then we're just going to go rapid fire back and forth, defense and kickers. Loop, start us off. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. That's a pretty. I, I hate. I hate both of those. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kyler Murray because I think you'll be able to get him cheaper and his upside's higher okay uh Le'Veon Bell James Connor <laughs> sorry I, I hate resist. it I've got I couldn't say, resist I've got to say Le'Veon Bell even on the Jets yeah because all Sam Darnold yeah. he's not moving the ball you gotta go with him okay go ahead oh yeah Cam Newton okay Matt Ryan Cam Newton I, I didn't have to think about that Okay. Cam Newton because he runs. He runs, and 
Um, there's no one on that team. It's it's Cam and Christian McCaffrey. Okay. All right. This is a good one. We're going to go straight to the top on this one. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm going to go Saquon Barkley for touches. Kamara still has Latavius behind him. Just vulturing them touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He will be, too. Let's go to the top two. Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Your I'm, boy. I'm actually going to both s- boys. I'm actually going to say Deshaun Watson. I'm yeah. going to shock a little. I think I hear you. Mahomes is going to regress a little, and I think Watson is going to be amazing. Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb. Christian McCaffrey. Do you have a why? Not really. I don't know. Chubb, I like Chubb a lot. And Kareem Hunt's going to be out of the picture, but Christian McCaffrey. Christian I just McCaffrey. like his explosiveness, I guess. All right. Chubb's good, too. Aaron Rodgers. Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to veer away from the Browns. I don't. I wow. think Aaron Rodgers is Hot a take. jerk. And I actually, I you. you know, if it was, are we, is it my fantasy team or what I'd recommend to somebody? I take Baker. Your fantasy team. I take Baker. Baker okay. was my, Baker was my starting quarterback. I agree with that. We had a two quarterback league. He's, I had Mahomes and I had Baker in the championship game and Baker did what he needed to do. I think they're going to be fire. I, I'm all in now. Take my, take my, put my money down. On the oh, Browns. you're in the I'm Browns. all in. He's all oh, in on the Browns. Odell's coming back. Best season ever. <laughs> I know that's crazy. Okay. All right. This is a good last one. Last one. This is a good one. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, sorry. I asked that last question. My bad. Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. David Johnson. I don't like David Johnson. I know he's like top five every year. So even though so, Zeke and Jerry yeah, Jones are basically. Zeke, Zeke's just in crazy land. So you'd still take him though. This is your fantasy team. I'll David Johnson's like projected third, right? Uh yeah, it depends on who you talk to, but he's projected high, top five. I picked Zeke, and he screwed me that year that he was like suspended. So I'm gonna go David Johnson, even though I don't really care much for him. I love that. That's how fantasy works. That guy screwed me one year. Yeah, I know, him. man. It's screw it him every year after. <laughs> All right, last one. <laughs> All right, Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz. <sighs> you both, your both pair are- your pairings were good. Oh God, that's a good one. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to ha- oh. oh, that's so good. Because they're both like a they're little both flawed, fragile. But then they both can be like Huge. incredible too. Yeah. I'm going to have to say Andrew Luck for the sole reason of Carson Wentz just makes me too nervous. Like I feel like Luck's, it was a fluke. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with I think it was a fluke that he was out and he was injured. Luck was I, the prince that was promised. Yeah. And something went a little but weird. Boy, but boy. That but, that could go yeah. that could go either way. Last year, if Wentz plays good. sixteen games, and Lux plays ten, yeah. then I'm gonna look yeah. like a dumb dumb. Well, all right, my yeah. last one here. This one's actually tough because somebody might actually have to make this choice: Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon. <sighs> Gotta go Mixon. Cook, I like it. I, he's the better running back to me, but he stays hurt as well. So just the injury keeps you two away. years, right? His his yeah. rookie year, he was going crazy. But Murray's, Murray's gone. Yeah. But... If, it, if he can stay healthy. I like him if he can stay healthy. All right. Okay. Who you got wide receivers now? DeAndre Hopkins. 
Your boy, Julio Jones. I got to go Hopkins. I've had him in the past. Um, Julio's amazing. Mm-hmm. He is. I've had Julio in the past as yeah, well. I remember you had DeAndre him. Hopkins is just – I can't explain to you. If you've not had him on your team – I haven't yet. It is – it is, beautiful a, thing. it is a real treat to know why to know that WR one slot is just locked every week. <laughs> Twenty five, just boom, right? You, there. I don't. You don't look at the opponent. Yeah, like you wow. look at the opponent more as like a fascination. Like, oh, I wonder who's going to score fifteen points or more on this week. Oh, oh, that's cool. Because oh, he's got Julian Edelman. That's cute. Yeah. Well, you just look at it and you're just like, oh, they're playing J- Jacksonville. That means Jalen Ramsey's going to be on him. Is that going to mean he's only going to score 15? Oh, who who he's literally playing. Yeah, who he's okay, literally sorry, yeah, the defense. Like, yeah, no the defense. Yeah, no the defense. Oh, God, yeah. No, yeah. no, he yeah, unless even... yeah. So no, like who he's playing like if he's matched up against the Jaguars, <clears throat> you're like he's got Jalen Ramsey. Okay, well his floor's still 15 points. That's like, that's where he starts. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. I'm going to I'm not going to go to the obvious. We're going to go we're going to go down. And the tight ends. Okay. Hunter Henry or Jared Cook. Henry is the uh, new guy for the Los Angeles Clippers. That's what it looks like to me. It's the Chargers because I see LAC and all okay. the Clippers. The Chargers new tight end. He's not new. He's been around. Taking but... over for Gates, changing of the guard. Yeah. Uh, let's go with him. You think Hunter Henry over Cook? Yeah. Incredible. Shout out to Ben Davis who lost in the fantasy championship to me because Jared Cook couldn't finish the last mm-hmm. game of the year. He's a little flighty, up and down. He is a saint. That's nice. So, see what you're saying there. Could be, but an old saint is throwing to yes. you. A very an ancient saint. <laughs> He's a saint. Though. A saint. What a guy. A saint who should be in heaven now. <laughs> who was a charger? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> was a charger. Uh, uh, okay. Odell Beckham, Juju Schuster. I've never had Juju. I have had Odell. The hype machine is rolling for the Browns. <laughs> Baker is apparently one of the most accurate long 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 ball passers. Odell Beckham has cover with Jarvis Landry. So the only question is, will Schuster Baker be. have enough time to throw to him? Because if he does, I think you've got to go with Odell. Because that guy catches anything that's mm-hmm. in his area. Um, so I think he has higher upside. On my team, I'd probably do that. I'd probably do Odell. I agree. I'd probably do Odell over uh, over Juju. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go a little a little young blood versus kind of a, a known name. How about Zach Ertz or OJ Howard? Zach Ertz. He's like a top three tight end. Yes. Howard's the challenger from Tampa Bay. Kind of yeah. Nipping he'll, at his he'll heels. Be great. He was great at Alabama. Yeah. But um You still going with him. Okay. Yeah, I can't trust Winston. Okay. Uh Devontae Adams. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Michael Thomas. I've never had Michael Thomas. I have had Devontae Adams. He was unreal last year. I had Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins on the same team. Wow. That wide receiver core was locked down. <laughs> That's why I won the championship. It's because those guys are amazing. Um, God, but you know, I'm going to probably still go. Yeah, I'm going to go with him. I can't go with Michael Thomas because Drew Brees, I'm scared of Drew Brees. 
because of his yeah. age. I'm scared yeah, of him. I hear you. I'm scared. I'm scared of him outside. In the dome, I think he'll still be amazing. Outside, he scares me. Eric Ebron or David Njoku? Njoku. Because you're on the Browns. I'm on You've the already, Browns. You've already committed to this. I'm on the Browns. <laughs> I mean, and the guy had a year last year, and now we know who he is. You think he's the guy? That's a Eric Ebron had a good year last year with the Colts. He did. He really did. He was kind of out of nowhere. All right, last one. Yeah, that one's tough. That one's a good, that one's tough. You still you're on Joku. the yeah you're Just on the Browns. Sounds wagon. cool. All right, you're what's the Joku. last one for me? I got two more. Oh, two more. Two more. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill. Mike Evans. See, I had to draft Mike Evans in my fantasy league. What's the deal with Tyreek Hill? Is he playing? Is he out? I think he's in. He's going to be able to play. It's like one or two games, I think, if anything. I had Tyreek Hill last year. I don't like Tyreek Hills. Enormous upside, but not consistent. I prefer mm. I know that I know that I know. So yeah. I probably, I probably, depending on draft position, I'd end up with Mike Evans because if Tyreek Hill was there, it's yeah. probably still early in the draft because people are high on him. So I'd I'd pat I'd pick another position. I'd bypass Tyreek Hill, go with another position, yeah. and circle right. back to Mike Evans the next round. Right, and pick up um, yeah, yeah, a fifteen point guy. Yeah, you'd rather have that every week. Right? Yeah, and I'll get the I'll get a better quarterback or a better right wide yeah, receiver. Explosives. Yeah, I'd yeah. do something. I'd do something else there. Uh, cool. George Kittle. I think this actually is not near as close as it's going to be. Uh, as people are expecting it to be. George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? Yeah. A lot of people are high on Kittle this year. I had him in both leagues last year. Was he good? He was very – if you did, if you missed the Kelsey train, he was a great runner-up prize. Mm-hmm. I was – I'm going to go with Kittle. Really? Yeah. Because I, I – I do have to Kelsey's, tell you. Kelsey's been the guy for the last three years. So you think there's going to be drop-off? I think so. That hurts me. I drafted I him. I think Mahomes drops off. I drafted him in the second round in one of my fantasy drafts. Kelsey. The, the, he fell to me. Did it work? Well, no, this year. We'll see. Oh. We'll see. This oh, year, yeah. I literally had a draft okay. last on Sunday. It came to me. I was the 13th pick. I'm probably eating those words. If it makes you feel any better. Do you want to know why I'm choosing with wide receivers and tight ends? I look at the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's what I was actually – I just was processing that. (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo or Pat Mahomes. But then again – I'm going to run with Pat Pat Mahomes. Right. But receivers, he's got a lot to fend. He does. But I just don't think Garoppolo – I'm not scared of him. I get it. I get that. I'm not scared. Of I kind of regret my pick. <laughs> Can I go back? <laughs> I'd like to go back. All right. Uh, All right. Last one. Okay. On the on receivers. Okay. Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. And twice on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. he could be a top five guy. Yes. If, if luck yeah. comes, if luck plays. Yep. Yeah. He's I don't, got the explosive. I don't trust Chargers. Their name looks like the L.A. Clippers. Every time I see LAC, <laughs> I see LA Clippers. They're not the Chargers. It should be SD. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, it should. They're not who they – they have followed their heart to the wrong oh. place. Oh, tying it all in. <laughs> tying it all in. All right, real quick, if you were going to draft a sleeper defense, 
So you've missed the Bears or the Jags, the obvious picks. Who are people sleeping on that you think, guys, you guys go get these. Get this guy the last round of the draft. Probably no one's going to draft him. And they might be, you know, week to week, every bit is good. Say the Tennessee Titans. Really? Because I I did not draft a defense in my one league. I have to decide before week one who I'm dropping and what defense to add. I really do think that they could be a really good defense. Because that's about all we're going to have. Here's the good news. They're playing the Jags twice a year. (laughs) So there's two games a year. That defense is going to look good. Oh, yeah. Um, But they also play Houston twice a year and Indianapolis. No, um, who's the new uh, he rookie last year? Secondary. Oh. Um, I like him. Adoree Jackson. Upgraded the linebackers this year. Feels yeah. good. Adoree Jackson could have a breakout Jalen Ramsey kind of year. Oh, man, I don't know. I, I, I would have to say – the Eagles are interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think they're way down on everybody's draft board, and maybe just maybe, you know, the but the Cowboys are a nightmare. The Giants are definitely a nightmare, and the Redskins are a nightmare. That's six games guaranteed where you're playing just offenses that are just dumpster fires. Yeah, so that uh, could, they can end up being good. Another one, the Steelers could be a they're a perennial. A yeah, up. if you yeah if they get passed up, yeah. Yeah, he could turn into his brother very easily. Who's the uh, Who's the kicker? If you you're thinking they're gonna fall, keep your eye on this guy. He might actually be somebody. Hmm. Maybe Greg Joseph from Cleveland. I normally like a, a good offense if I choose a kicker super late. And he is low on people's draft boards. He's twenty third. Yeah. That's a great sleeper. That's yeah. a that's a lot deeper than I was going to go. I'm actually going to go with Philly again. Yeah. Just because I think their offense is going to be more high-powered than people think, and I think they're going to stall out around the goal line a lot. Yeah. Because Deshaun Jackson might get them there, but then he can't get them in. And maybe Wentz can't either. So they're settling for a lot of 30, 40-yard field goals, which is good for kickers. Bad for yeah. real life. Last round – Already put me down for Greg Joseph. It's it's just Cleveland. a lock. It's just gonna happen. See, but you told me that we're in a league together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna just gonna eye you if I pick right before uh, you. I hope I actually get to do it. You send a send a okay. send a live. I'm gonna miss our drafts. I'm bummed about that. But fantasy football always Guys, fun. It's gonna be great. Have we great hope that year. that helped you make some decisions about your teams. Again, do not add us or send us emails. <laughs> If we are incredibly wrong. Because yeah. who knows? It's fantasy football. If the one thing we've learned is it's that a team in mm. one league that's 0-4 can win the entire league. Another um, connection to this podcast. Oh, here we go. This is something that's out of our control. Fantasy football as well as our creator. That's exactly right. Mm. Completely out of our control. It's an illusion that we think we manage and pick our teams. <laughs> oh, my truth is. Wow. That Deshaun Watson will be better than Pat Mahomes. Well, you know what? That truth may not be real. The truth is you are 2-10. and 10. And the truth doesn't and. always set you free. Sometimes the truth 
Well, the truth will say it will set you, free. Will set you free in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. <laughs> week thirteen through seventeen. Next, the next week you'll be very free. You'll have an abundance <laughs> of free time to not have to worry about fantasy football anymore because <laughs> you are no longer playing. So we hope that this has been helpful in 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 deconst in understanding deconstructing your faith and constructing your fantasy team. Loop, any mm. last words? One more dig at Micah before yeah, he gets back and is able to defend himself? That. I was just, um, you know, I hope Micah ate a lot of Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that. Um. Are you wishing illness on him <laughs> for his return trip? He, I think he's literally traveling as literally we're recording this. So, man, <laughs> if we could get a good airplane sickness story. So much curry. <laughs> <laughs> deconstructing his insides <laughs> all right loop a pleasure drew having you across from me and we will see all of you baddies next time see you baddies <laughs>